When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ladies and gentlemen, Happy Tuesday to you Bills fans, happy Tuesday to you football fans, and a happy Tuesday to my partner in crime, Akeem Richens. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, Rich, Akeem Richens. If you don't know us by now, myself, the real Dan Kelly, please get to know us. Dan, it's Tuesday, bro. I'm doing swell. How you doing? It's it's a great day, Rich. We're, we're about... A little bit over a week out from the draft, we have picks 11 to 20 coming for the people tonight. But I want to start this show a way that's different than usual, Rich. Now, I know Built in Buffalo covers everything. It's not just about, you know, the Bills or football. You know, you talk about the Sabres. They talk about the Bandits. You know, it it goes everywhere. And today I want to take you to a different brand of entertainment. Rich, last night, Monday Night Raw was live in Buffalo, okay? Mm -hmm. And there was a segment that went on, and I I don't know how how adverse you are in professional wrestling, but weddings and professional wrestling don't go together, right? So what had happened was they did this segment, and instead of letting the segment play out like you're supposed to, uh, the Buffalo faithful decided to drown out the segment with with the good old Bill's shout song. Hey! And and it got so loud, Rich, that the wrestler mentioned it on live TV. He said, y'all can yay later. And as soon as he did that, man, the crowd went wild, electric. It was such a great experience to be there. I was at the show last night. Awesome. Uh, a really good time. And just to see, you know, 13,000 people doing the shout song, drowning out a segment on national TV. Amazing. And And that's... And that is a part of the reason why, part of the many reasons why Buffalo Bills fans are are among the greatest in the world, especially when the team is actually good, right? We're excited. There is a Buffalo Bills excitement uh, within the fan base, even when NFL is is not currently viewed or aired right now. And that's that's just a great thing about being a Bills fan. That's a great thing about being uh, a Buffalo sports fan. And that's and that is the reason why we are the greatest fans in the world, man. We're just we're just ready for the season and ready to see our team uh, uh, partake in, in competing to a, to win a Super Bowl. And it was just it was just so cool to be a part of the fact that he mentioned it while they were live. Amazing. Shout out to some of you people in the comments. We got Kate. 
What's going on? Kim, as always, great to see you. We got Jason Martin in here. Welcome, guys. Welcome to all of you. Um, we're we're going to th- – this show today is not going to focus a lot on the Buffalo Bills. And I know people are going to feel, you know, a certain way about that. Will we talk about the Bills? Yes, always. We will always talk about the Buffalo Bills. It is, of course, our team. But uh, there are a multitude of topics to go through. But let's let's start let's start with a Bills topic, Rich. Just for the people who who are familiar with the built-in Buffalo brand and know how mm-hmm. it works, we're going through picks eleven to twenty today. So right. I'm I'm going to ask you this question: What is the likelihood that you think that the Bills could possibly move into one of these spots between eleven and twenty? Uh, likelihood. If I had to put a percentage about uh, behind it, I'll give it about a, a 30, 35% chance. If, okay. if a certain player falls to, to their liking to, to, to the point where they see, okay, this is a guy that can make us immensely better on one side of the ball or another. He, we didn't think he would be at this point of the position where he's at right now. Uh, he, he passed where we think we're, we're able to move up and grab this guy. So let's go ahead and make this move and, and go get the guy that we ultimately wanted from the beginning. So I give it about a 30, 35% chance. Why? Because the NFL draft, we all, even the experts, even the media analysts, we're all speculating. There are names that's going to fall between those cracks that we thought should have been drafted earlier or that was mocked as being drafted earlier that's going to fall in those cracks so anything is possible within the nfl draft and with brandon bean we all know he has an aggressive style of nature so if he see a guy that he wants and he likes and he loves and he falls it's definitely a possibility 35 percent. i like it I surprisingly am going to agree with you here. Uh, that doesn't happen very much here. Not you guys are unaware the conflict of interest focuses on the entire NFL, not just the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we, we try to look at look at things from each other's perspective. It's not always about who wins and who loses. A Rich always loses. He's used to it by now. It happens. I want to shout out some more people in the comments. We got Anthony in here. How you doing? We got Bob. And Adam saying we need a wide receiver and cornerback the most. Um, I'm, I'm tempted to agree with you, but I honestly think that whoever the best player on the board is, whether the Bills go on at 25, 7, 10, 13, wherever they decide to trade up or make their selection at 25, I believe they're going to select the best player on the board. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going into – the team that has spent the most money in free agency, Rich, mm-hmm. off the top of your head, do you know what team has spent the most in free agency this year? Uh, being that I seen that that very lucrative contract from a particular corner yesterday, I combined that with a with a quarterback that's been uh, in the news for one reason or another. That that has to be the Cleveland Browns, right? Yeah, uh, a quick a quick fact for you, if you weren't aware, I, I read this today, that the Cleveland Browns have spent almost $100 million more than any other team this offseason. Crazy. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. Just absolute craziness. So the highest paid cornerback in the NFL is now Denzel Ward. Yep. Denzel Ward, uh, former number four overall uh, draft pick, a pro bowler, never an all pro. Uh, what, what was your first thought when this contract broke, A eh, Rich? 
Uh, I, I said, wow, what a lucrative deal. Uh, congratulations to the young man, Denzel Ward, former Ohio State cornerback, I believe. Uh, 24 years old, signing a five-year deal, getting about $70 million guaranteed. Uh, very, very lucrative contract. Uh, NFL players are, are finally getting paid, right? Because it's, it's been a long time where we thought that, or I at least thought that the NFL is a combat sport. And when you compare the NFL to other sports, they didn't get their just due in terms of their dollar amount. They put their bodies on their line. Every play could be the last play for NFL players. And I didn't think they was getting paid as such. And now in today's NFL, these players are getting paid and getting paid handsomely. So uh, I thought it was a very, very lucrative contract. I know Denzel Ward is an exceptional player. I'm not sure if he's the best cornerback in the NFL per se, but uh, the extension and the timing, timing is everything, right, in the NFL. You don't have to be the best, but if you have great timing, you can definitely capitalize on on uh, on, on certain things. And that's what uh, the agent for Denzel Ward did, him, the agent, they both capitalized, and now he's the highest paid cornerback in NFL history. Congratulations to him. We'll see if that equates to success for the Cleveland Browns, but congratulations to the individual. Always happy to see a guy get paid and have success, you know, in an avenue where, you know, he sacrificed a lot of his life, you know, playing through high school, you know, college and all that, getting to the NFL. But highest paid cornerback ever in the history of the NFL being Denzel Ward, it, it's a little bit of, of a of a mind-blown kind of moment, you know what I mean? I mean, Denzel Ward is not a ball hawk when it comes to the cornerback position. He only has 10 career interceptions. Passes deflected last year, looks like it was 10 mm. in 15 games. I I just don't know. I Now, could this be the Richard Sherman treatment, where Richard Sherman was getting paid in Seattle because people were not throwing his way? It could definitely be that. I'd have to go into more advanced statistics to to figure that out. Mm-hmm. It, it just surprises me that it's not Jalen Ramsey. You know, it, it's not Jair Alexander. Mm-hmm. What does this do for Trey's extension? Uh, a good question from Brian. Um, I don't think it does anything. Tredavious White being injured last year, tearing his ACL at the time that he did. He's still, I believe, a top three paid corner in the NFL I don't think that contract's getting tweaked anytime soon. Your thoughts, A. Rich? Uh, I have to agree with you on that assessment there. I think Trey White, Trey White right now is is locked into his contract. Now, we'll see what happens uh, after next season in terms of restructures, how much money they're going to have, how much the salary cap is going to go up. I think those things will will uh, will let us know if if anything can be done to his contract in the future but right now I think I think Trey White and his and his contract that he's currently in I think he's fine and thank you for coming out Brian we appreciate seeing you Christopher is here great to see you as well Lone Wolf if a team is willing to pay you that much you don't say no uh that's not what we're saying at all it's just does this player deserve the contract he got a shout out to his agent because not every not every player gets paid for what they're going to do for you. Because I feel like that's what this contract is. This contract isn't what Denzel Ward has done for you yet. It's what you expect him to do moving forward. I always get a little worried when those contracts come out. You know, like when Tredavious White got paid, his body of work was exceptional, right? And he gets paid, you always wonder, hey, you know, are they are they gonna fall off? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, you know, some, some people are 
money hungry, even in the NFL. Of course, he's not going to say no. I wouldn't expect that. It just surprises me to see Denzel Ward on the top of that list. So, and, I, and again, I'm not again, I'm not mad at it. I think personally, oh no, Denzel, no, I'm not mad either. Yeah, it's it's I, just I, a surprising thing. It, 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 yeah, it, it did come to a surprise, but. Look at his resume. He's only 24 years old. He's entering the prime of his career. He's going to be, he should be good throughout the duration of that contract. He's a two-time Pro Bowl cornerback, uh, 10 career interceptions. So uh, hopefully it works out well for both sides. And and that's just how it is. The, the Cleveland Browns went a little crazy. And by a little, I mean a whole lot during this year's offseason. And guys, be please be sure. Like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, everything helps. Thank you for coming out to the Conflict of Interest. We're almost to our mock draft, so please stick around. But before that, the money talk continues, A. Rich. A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans, Terry McLaurin of the Washington Commanders, and Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers are not attending offseason programs. I don't know if the offseason programs began for all 30 32 teams today or mm-hmm. whether it's spread out. I think it's spread out within the span of a couple of days. Um, your immediate thoughts on, on hearing this news. Uh, immediate thoughts on hearing this news. I'm like, wow, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a older guy, old school guy. I'm like, wow. Rookies after three seasons in their rookie contracts is, is, is holding out. Even though it's the off season program, even though it's violent is, is voluntary. Right. Uh, Holding out into the new deals, I think is like for me, it's kind of like a wow because I I was always the type of guy uh that felt that you know you honor your contract, you play your contract, at least your at least your rookie contract, right? I think you 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 would honor that rookie contract, you play that contract, and then after that contract, uh you would you would vouch for your extension. Or if a team wanted to extend you before your contract is up, then that's a different story as well. But to hold out. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. Now, I I I tip my hand. I tip my hat a little bit because I feel that I have uh, transformed a little bit. I, I was old school, and I felt that everybody should honor their contracts. But as the years passed, I realized, hey, you know, these NFL teams they don't honor they they don't honor the contracts. When Times you're not, change and people change, Rich. That's when, you're not when you're not productive, when you're not productive. They're going to release your ass. So why not players, individuals feel, hey, if I've been productive to this team, doesn't matter if I'm on my rookie contract or not. Hey, I believe I, I deserve my just due. And uh, I can't be mad at uh, at least two out of the three names on the list. I'm not mad at it at all. And the third and, one I'm a little not, sketchy about. And not only will they release you, they'll trade you to a new organization. They'll they'll get everything they can for you. And and some organizations do it differently. You know, I, I think the Buffalo Bills have always done it right mm-hmm. in my in my mind. Obviously, I've never been a player for the Buffalo Bills. I can't speak from that side. But it, it's it's just crazy to me that this happens because because I was like you, a Rich. I was to that point where hey. You sign a contract to play for a team. That's your word. Your word means everything. When you're, as a man, your word means everything. That's just how how the feeling has always been. But nowadays, you know, you got to get yours. NFL careers don't always go forever. As long as we're seeing these guys play nowadays because of medical science, it doesn't happen for everybody that way. Some people have a five-year career. Some people have a nine-year career. You never know when it's going to be the last thing. Uh, Did you see A.J. Brown's recent uh, tweets? Hey, Rich. 
I believe I saw I, I believe I saw his name surfacing around talking about he was a diva and uh, correct. So so uh, let me read it for you. Yep. AJ Brown tweeted this yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I quote, I'm a diva and a bad teammate all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. LOL. Okay. Do what you have to do then, and so will I. And he goes on to tweet, they switch up quick, mm -hmm. and then he pinned a tweet to his profile, which says, if you're persistent, you'll get it. But if you're consistent, you'll keep it. And that was all the way back in March. So I don't know. I don't know what this means. Could this mean that AJ Brown wants out of Tennessee? Um, yes, it could. Could it mean that he doesn't want out of Tennessee? Yes. At this point, it's he said, she said, right? Um, AJ Brown, does he deserve a new contract? Probably. Uh, he's done. He's done a lot. For the Tennessee Titans, I believe over a thousand yards last season, a big reason for their success. You know my thoughts on Terry McLaurin. I think he's one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. But hey, Rich, I know who you want to talk about. And it's that man on the San Francisco 49ers who isn't just a wide receiver, but a weapon all around. Debo Samuel. Let the people hear it. Now, uh, Debo Samuel, you know, I respect AJ Brown. Talk about AJ Brown a little bit. I respect him. I think he's been a handful. The games we've played him personally, the Buffalo Bills, he's been a hand. He's been a thorn in our asses. You know, AJ Brown is an exceptional talent. He's a big kid and his production. He proves it. I understand why, you know, he wants that contract. He's been productive ever since he's come into the league. Terry McLaurin, he's been productive ever since he's come into the league with eight different quarterbacks and none of those eight quarterbacks are average or above average quarterbacks. And he's still or good his. at all. Or, or good at all. Awful. Past their prime type quarterbacks, Alex Smith. Uh, and who knows that that horrible list goes on. So I understand. Taylor Heineke. Uh, <laughs> that, that list goes on. But Debo Samuel, I just feel that while I think Debo Samuel had a great year, while I think he had a very, very good year, I just think that, it's only one year for Debo Samuel, and I don't think out the three, I don't think he should be the one that's holding out because he's been in the league three years. He had 11 starts in year one, uh, five starts in year two. So two years on 32 possible starts, you had 16 starts. So he played one year in essentially two years before having his big season. So as great as the season that he did have last year, I, my opinion, I think Debo Debo Samuels is, is a particular receiver that has to go out and prove that it's not a fluke, has to go out and prove that he can indeed stay healthy for multiple seasons before he warrants that big contract. So I respect everybody's decision, but Debo Samuel, I was a, I was a little taken aback because he's had essentially one very good year in three years. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. Uh, the wait and see is an important thing, especially when you don't want to spend money. We don't know what San Francisco is doing a quarterback right now. They have Jimmy Garoppolo. They have Trey Lance. Apparently, Trey Lance was told that he was going to be the starter, yet Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the team right now. So that kind of gives you a conundrum. Don't know what's going on there. Tennessee, a team that is competing for, for a Super Bowl, you could say. You could justifiably say that Tennessee is competing for a Super Bowl. They were probably the weakest number one seed in a very long time, but still the number one seed. Got to mm -hmm. give them the respect that they deserve. Terry McLaurin in a whole nother boat. 
Uh, we'll talk more about that as the offseason goes on. We'll see if they end up showing up for OTAs or the stuff that they're supposed to show up for, not even just the, volu- the voluntary workouts. Mm-hmm. We got to get into our mock draft. We're 20 minutes into the show, guys. Mm-hmm. Picks 11 to 20 coming at you. And we are starting with Terry McLaurin's team, the Washington Commanders, at pick number 11. Um, if you guys did not see last week's show, uh, I would say go back and watch it because me and a rich both gave our top 10. Mm-hmm. Some, some we agreed on others. We did not. I believe there was one pick. I, I rewatched that show today. A rich, there was one pick where I, I was the bigger man, you know, me in, in the appropriate attire for, for the show. <laughs> I was the bigger man. So let's see if I can, if I can get you to come to my side today. My first pick today with the 11th pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Washington Commanders select Kyle Hamilton, safety, wow. Notre Dame. He's wow. still on my board, still on my board. Wow. And it, it would be a really good pick for their defense. They're stacked on the defensive line. Could, could they go quarterback? Very possible. But I'm going to go with Hamilton here. I've been seeing him jump up in recent mock drafts. He's been he's been going top 15. So I'm going to slot him in here at 11, 6 foot 4, 220 pounds. Absolutely unheard of for a safety and he's been compared to the likes of Cam Chancellor. If he can be even a shred of what Cam Chancellor was, he'll be a very good player in this league. I like the pick. I like the pick. Um I'm not sure uh, how the commanders uh, uh, look on their back end in terms of their safety and their cornerback uh, situation, but uh, I, I can't be opposed to the pick. Kyle Hamilton is a, is a sideline to sideline safety. He's a guy that's long, rangy. He can make a ton of plays. That Cam Chancellor comparison is a, is a hell of a comparison to have. So, uh, so I hey, like Rich, the- their, their secondary currently looks like this. At, at corner, slot corner is David Mayo. They have Kendall Fuller, Troy mm. Apke, Cameron Curl, Bobby McCain, and William Jackson. I think you can fit Kyle Hamilton right mm. in that Cameron Curl, Bobby McCain. Like Bobby McCain's not bad, but mm. he's not a a top ten, top fifteen safety. Like he's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he I like would it. slot in there very well. I like it. Not opposed at all. I like it. Where and are you he- going? With eleven for the Washington Commanders. Eleven with Washington. We we spoke about Terry McLaurin. I don't know. Is he going to be with Washington? Is he not going to be with are Washington? You, are you going to go wide receiver here with eleven? Curtis Curtis Samuel, the other wide receiver. He's been he was plagued with injury all all last season. Uh, you got Carson Wentz in there. You want to add some type of juice to that offense? I'm going wide Ooh, receiver here. Wow. What's it going to be? Eleven going to be. Washington Commanders, Garrett Wilson. He's still on my board. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. Hey, you got Terry McLaurin for Ohio State? Let's run to Ohio State well once again and get Garrett Wilson. We're talking about a guy. Do you think Garrett Wilson is going to be there at 11? Honestly. It's definitely possible. (laughs) It's definitely possible. Is, is Is this your first wide receiver off the board? No, my first wide receiver off the board. I think I, ha- I have a surprise pick. A lot of people may have Garrett Wilson as the first receiver off the board. Was my Jamison Williams. It was Drake London. Drake it was London. Drake London. The USC. Okay. The, the USC wide receiver, big body so, wide receiver. I had him going to the Falcons. So you had Drake London going at eight. Yeah. Here you're going. 
Garrett okay. Wilson. Garrett Wilson. So you, think, so, so you think Garrett Wilson is the second best wide receiver in the class, and you have him falling all the way to pick 11. Uh, uh, you could say that. I'll, let, I'll roll with that. I'll roll. I'm, I'm thinking more like how the teams think. I don't know if he's necessarily the second best wide receiver, but I, I like the okay. correlation. I like the correlation here. Ohio State, Ohio State with Terry McLaurin. They had a lot of success. Uh, going to that well once. Let's go to that well again. Uh, NFC East, you want to be able to put up points on the board. You got the Dallas Cowboys out there. You got Nick Serrani and Philadelphia Eagles who's going to want to put points on the board. So uh, uh, got to get uh, Carson Wentz some more impact players, impact weapons. So I like Garrett Wilson at 11 going to Washington. I'm, I'm not against it, but I will say if Curtis Samuel is healthy, that changes that team for the better. And, and obviously that's what they want moving forward. You can't guarantee health. Uh, you're up, Rich. You're on the clock with the Minnesota Vikings at pick number 12. So pick number 12, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think this is a team that... This was hard for me. This was hard for me to come up with a pick for the Vikings because there, there are certain positions of need. You look at offensive line, and then you look at defense. They have a bad defense. They have a bad offensive line. Mm-hmm. So... Tell me you're not going wide receiver because I I know you're not going wide receiver here. Uh, who's it going to be for the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, I'm going cornerback, LSU, Corner. Derek Stingley Jr. Okay. Out of LSU. And the, and the reason being is because when I, when I looked at Minnesota, evaluated Minnesota a little bit, and I noticed that the defensive coordinator at LSU is now the defensive backs coach at Minnesota. I believe his name is Dante Jones. So once I seen that correlation, I'm like, okay, this this is too good to be true. Derek Stingley's on my board. They have the former defensive coordinator from LSU. This looks like a match made in heaven. They need help on that back end. So uh, Derek Stingley Jr., I think if he can stay healthy, he can be the best cornerback in the draft if he can stay healthy. There are some clips out there with him and Jamar Chase having battles at those LSU practices. If you haven't seen it, please give it a look. It's a, a very, very interesting tape. Uh, I really like this kid as a man cover corner, and I think he would definitely immediately upgrade the Minnesota Vikings secondary. Derrick Stingley Jr., cornerback, LSU. I like that. I, I like that a lot. Uh, but Derek Stingley isn't on my board. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 went, he went last week within the top 10. I want to get to a few comments here before we move on. Uh, Justin says he thinks that Traylon Burks is going to be the steal out of this wide receiver class. I will tell you, he, he's coming off my board today, Justin. So so be on the lookout for when Traylon Burks comes off. Lone Wolf, could the commanders go quarterback? Uh, yeah, definitely. They, they could definitely go quarterback. It depends on who's on the board. It, it depends on a couple of things, right? It depends on your luck. It depends on your aggressiveness. And it depends on your complacency, right? Because you have to wonder, what are you going to do? How bad do you want this player? Are you willing to lose him? And are you willing to go up and get him? Th- those are the questions you have to ask yourself when you're in the war room. So depending depending on their board, you know whether Malik Willis is there or whether Kenny Pickett's there, how do they rank their quarterbacks? Obviously, we don't have access to that. We don't have access to that. And, and I wish we did, but you know we don't live in that land. So definitely, I think they could because – I mean, you heard it. When, when the commanders were looking for a quarterback, they called every single team in the NFL, including Andrew Luck, who's sitting on his couch at home, and said, hey, what, what do you want for your quarterback? And eventually they landed on Carson Wentz. So I, I don't think he's their guy uh, moving forward in the future. 
Um, Justin says, Stingley over Sauce all day. Uh, that's wow. an argument to wow. have. Yeah. <laughs> Sauce yeah. went in the top 10 in both of our mock drafts last week, yep. both mine and A. Rich's. So he's already off the board. Yep. You, you went with uh, Stingley to Minnesota. Not yep. opposed to it. If he was on the board, I think it makes a lot of sense. Like you mentioned, the, the uh, coordinator co- correlation. Mm-hmm. I'm going linebacker, eh, Rich? We're going Devin Lloyd, linebacker wow. out of Utah. Wow, okay. 6'3", six, six, 237 pounds, been compared to Willie Gay. Uh, not the greatest comparison. But I, I, I like this for the Vikings. I think, I think linebacker is an area where they need to get better. And at this point, I believe this is the first linebacker to go in the draft at all. You have a lot of edge rushers. Yep. You got a lot of interior D line. Yep. But I haven't seen linebackers, you know, in bulk. So I'm gonna go with the Minnesota Vikings going to get Devin Lloyd. That's an interesting pick. I, I it may be a tad too high, maybe a tad too high for me. Okay. But I think he's I think he's an exceptional talent. Uh, I think he could uh, as a four down linebacker he he could excel in coverage and uh, th- it all depends on this system Minnesota Viking system I have Devin Lloyd going also today later on I I I like the fit a little bit better but I like the talent I like the talent I like the player and I think he if, would be an impact player if you're gonna get the number one at your position and it's not punter I think it's okay at at twelve to to take okay. uh, Devin Lloyd. Okay. But we, like we are up to the Houston Texans once again. Had a pick last week in the top 10. Now they have another one. I believe this one was from Cleveland in the Deshaun Watson trade. Hey, Rich, you are on the clock with the Houston Texans who really need to hit on these picks if they want to have any success in their near future. Uh, Houston Texans, I you know, I think they can go a, a number of ways. They're one of those teams that uh can address almost any hole you know wide receiver uh offensive line uh defensive line but i'm going to go uh a, with a guy that you had picked a couple moments earlier and that's kyle hamilton okay kyle hamilton safety houston texans uh for uh, former notre dame uh safety going to the houston texans i think uh houston has i think houston has uh a lot of holes within their secondary and i think he's the guy that that can man the ship i think he's a guy that can start changing the direction of that ball club and lovey smith being a defensive-minded coach uh i think he could look to uh kyle hamilton as a as an enforcer even playing the safety position because we know in this nfl you can use him like a jack of all trades. You can line him up at safety and line him up at linebacker and do a multiple uh, multitude of things with a guy of his talent. So I think the Houston Texans get the best safety in the draft with Kyle Hamilton. Not opposed to it. Of course, Kyle Hamilton went off my board at 11. He's not available for the Houston Texans here. Not opposed to it. I think Kyle Hamilton definitely is going to go top, top 15, 15. top 20. Um a good player, you know, it just has to be the right fit. Fit is so important, guys, because you can go from being the great, not the greatest player ever, a great player to a good player. Just just by putting, getting put in the right organization with the right coaches who can, who can teach you well, you go from a good player to a great player. You go from a great player to an elite player. You go from an elite player to to a legendary player, right? Mm-hmm. This is all possibilities. Of course, nobody's guaranteed success. But 13, Houston Texans, you're on the right side of the ball, A. Eh, Rich. 
but you're at the wrong position. And I'm okay. surprised I haven't I haven't heard you say this name yet. He's mm-hmm. been climbing draft boards recently. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he went in your top 10 last week. But I'm going to go with Trayvon Walker, mm. edge out of Georgia, 6'5", mm. 272 pounds, been compared to the likes of Rashawn Gary. Uh, Rashawn mm. Gary, very good for the Green Bay Packers. But mm. you look at you look at the Texans depth chart, right? And I like it. It's it's not good. Okay. Just quite frankly, it's just not good. You look at their defensive ends, it's Jonathan Greenard and Kingsley Keek, Jordan Jenkins, Agbania Okoronkwo, mm-hmm. Ross Blacklock, who was drafted last year. Malik Collins is not bad in the interior. Go get your edge rusher, Trayvon Walker. I like it. I like it. And he has been climbing up in the draft boards and um uh, I think this I think this is a, a a good fit, especially at this selection 13. I know some of my drafts had him up in the top 10. I think that was a bit too high, but that's my personal opinion. Uh 13, Trevon Walker. I like the pick. I like the selection. Lone Wolf, yes. Teams can bust players. Uh mm-hmm. it goes it goes both ways. That that's what I was kind of trying to get to get at is mm-hmm. you gotta pick the right guy. You have mm-hmm. to pick the right guy for you. Mm-hmm. What if Ryan Leaf didn't go to the Chargers? What if Ryan mm-hmm. Leaf went somewhere else? You know, mm-hmm. you you never know what can no. happen for these guys. Mm-hmm. So the the right organization, the right fit is a very important thing that's sometimes overlooked by by fans. We're going into 14, and this is a team I'm I'm really surprised to see them up here, right? At 14, it seems like this is a good pick for Baltimore, a team who is right on the cusp. You could say they're competing for a Super Bowl. I, I don't know if I put them in that conversation, but I'm going to take the reins here with the Baltimore Ravens. And and I think this one may be one where we agree, eh, Rich? I'm, I'm, I'm going to put myself out there and say Let's see that we, we may agree on this on this pick. Matching picks? Let's see the, it. Ba- the Baltimore Ravens traded Orlando Brown Jr. to the Kansas City Chiefs last offseason, yeah. losing a very solid option on the offensive line. So we're going offensive line. Yep. And it's going to be Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa, six foot seven, 327 pounds compared to Riley Reef, who isn't the greatest comparison. Reef had a couple of good years. If you guys are unaware why I'm looking down, I do have draft notes. So if, if you catch me looking down, that's what's going on. Tell me, Rich, we have the same pick. No. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. We, I have I was, I was calling my shot like I was Babe Ruth. Come on, man. Hey, yo, man. And you know what's the crazy? You know what's the crazy thing about it? I have him as my backup for the for the Ravens, but I I went another direction. I was just and I was torn because I wanted to go Trevor Pennon here because of obviously of Orlando Brown lose, uh, losing him via trade to the Kansas City Chiefs last season. But I'm like, you know what? They have Lamar Jackson, and I'm not saying they're going to take advantage. They should take advantage of that. I'm not saying they shouldn't upgrade the offensive line, but they have other areas of need as well. And I'm used to receiver. No, I'm not. I'm used to the Baltimore Ravens having a big man in the middle in that defensive front. I'm that's 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 like that's that seems like the Baltimore Raven way having a big man on the defensive line that could be stout in the interior. That can that command the front, hold the point of the attack, be a good run defender. I have Jordan Davis. I have Jordan Davis coming off the board, going to the going to the Baltimore Ravens. A at, little early. A little early for Jordan think, Davis. Think so? 
Uh, he, he's coming. He's coming soon. I, I want to get you this comment from Lone Wolf. Um, conflict of interest is a double <laughs> entendre at sometimes because sometimes me and Rich do agree, especially on the Buffalo Bills takes. We we agree more often than not when it comes to the Buffalo Bills because me me and Rich think the same way. That's why this show works because there are certain aspects where we're just having fun and we're laughing around. So Lone Wolf, we can definitely agree. And hey, it might happen. But you're going Jordan Davis. Yes, I'm going Jordan Davis. Tell I me think, why. Amazing athlete, man. I think he's one of those guys that uh, we would look at as, hey, this pick is maybe too high, but we know the scouting combine, it 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 entices teams, it entices people even to reach a little bit. And Jordan Davis, mm-hmm. he's just, in my opinion, he seems like that, that perfect fit for the do Baltimore you, Ravens think, ball club. Do you think this is a reach? If they select him here at 14? Uh, I think I think it will be looked at as a reach. I think it will be looked at by the man. Would you consider it a reach? No, I wouldn't consider it a reach. I think it's a fit. I think he fits what the Baltimore Ravens want to do. I think he fits that defense. I, I, I like Jordan Davis going to the Ravens. Izzy says smart pick because Eric DaCosta sucks. A little yeah. uh, GM bias there, I believe, from Izzy, uh, host of the Red Zone Report, Sport, each and yep. every Sunday. If you guys yep. aren't watching, be sure to check it out. Izzy's great. Philadelphia Eagles are up at pick number 15. Now, they have 15 and they have 18. So the Eagles are going to be talked about in length. Hey, Rich, you're up with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles, they have Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, Devonta Smith, they selected last season. Uh, they have Quez Watkins. Uh, they're not big fans of Jalen Rager. And I think they have. Who is? Right. <laughs> right. And I think they have speed along their offensive line, uh, excuse me, along their, along their skill positions at wide receiver. But I think they're missing a dimension they're they're missing that big bodied physical wide receiver who brings a pair brings a presence and adds a different dimension to that wide receiving room now i'm you're going right. you're right a rich but the player i'm i got on my list he was already taken off of your board so I, I'm, I'm interested to hear who you got i got trellin burks wide receiver arkansas okay. going, going to the trailer trail okay. burks wide receiver arkansas i put Traylon burks on the outside with devonta smith with quez Watkins. Now you have different dimensions in your offense where you can uh, you can thrive and get and be successful. You want to have your, your quarterback in Jalen Hurts to put him in the best positions to be successful. And we know Nick Sarani is an offensive-minded coach who's going to have say in, in these picks. So I think the combination of the quarterback with the type of head coach is the reason why Traylon Burks is the pick for the Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Arkansas. Now you mentioned his height is in Traylon Burks, who stands at six foot two, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. Do you know who he's been compared to, A. Rich? Who he's been compared to? AJ Brown? He was compared to Debo Samuel. Debo, wow. Yeah. Mm. So so I, I don't I don't think that's your height guy. Your height guy was already taken off the board, and it's Drake London. The wide mm. receiver out of USC comes off the board Eagle. here to the Philadelphia Eagles. I like six, it. Six foot four, two hundred and nineteen pounds. A comparison here that goes all the way back to the 90s being compared to Ed McCaffrey of the Mm. Denver Broncos, Christian McCaffrey's father, if you guys are unaware. But this is the spot where Drake London goes. You're right. 
I, like I think it. this is definitely going to be a wide receiver. I don't think there's any question about it. Maybe this is a different pick and they go wide receiver at 18. Um, not sure. Uh, Witty Not Funny Sports says all 96 pounds of Devontae Smith isn't a big body, a rich. <laughs> I believe he is 102 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh, man. I, but but we got we 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 got an idea of of what the Eagles may want, right? They want a they want a at, big at, physical presence. At fifteen, we agree that wide receiver is the way to go. We'll have to yes. see how we feel at eighteen because they're coming up in just a few picks. And another team with multiple picks coming up, the New Orleans Saints at sixteen. Whew! This one, this one, this one. You may be surprised on, and you may understand, a Rich. <sighs> Last week we went through your top ten, and yeah. and while while it was very good, there were some areas where I disagreed. Of course. And a Rich's number two overall pick falls all the way to sixteen in my mock draft, and here, with the sixteenth pick in the twenty twenty two NFL draft, the New Orleans Saints select. Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. Mm. Okay. It's it's just not a quarterback class. We all know it. Um, mm. Is is this a team that could trade up if if Malik Willis is falling down the board? I think uh, definitely. We didn't yep. do trades in our mock draft just because it's it's really hard to guess that stuff, to be honest. Yep. I, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for A. Rich. I'm not a draft scout. Uh, I'll never I'll never pretend to be one. I'll never pretend I know what's going on. I report to you guys the news and and some of my opinion. I, I don't try to go over on what I know and what I don't know. I, I try to keep it try to keep it 100 with you guys, to be honest. So right. here I'm gonna say Malik Willis is gonna fall to 16, and the Saints say, Hey, this is our guy, and they got another pick coming at 19. So quarterback with their first pick. Uh, wow, you know, and, and you know what? That's not a bad spot. That's not a bad spot for Malik Willis, quarterback out of Liberty. I've seen I've seen Malik Willis fall as far as pick twenty to Pittsburgh. That's that the first. That's the furthest I've seen him fall. I I don't think either or would be a bad spot for for Malik Willis. I think they both would be, you know, necessary fits based on what the organization have on their roster. So I wouldn't be opposed. Unfortunately, well, I think I think that this is another another point where you know fit matters. Yeah. If you're if you're Malik Willis, you want to go to an organization who is talented. I don't know that you want to go to Detroit, honestly. Mm. Honestly, because if you're sitting at number two, you that that's the problem with being you know a, a such a high pick. You have so much put on your shoulders. Look at Sammy Watkins, comes in you know number four overall pick and just crumbles under the pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so so Malik Willis going to the Saints here. I dig it. I want to see what you have here. Of course, two picks for the Saints. Let's hear your first one, A. Rich. Well, um, this is the reason why I went. I didn't go your guy that you went with. Well, he was off your board at pick number two. You don't have a choice. Well, yeah, but but well, besides <laughs> that, but I'm talking, but more and more, uh, more recently with, uh, with the Ravens pick, right? I was thinking Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Uh, even though I think the Baltimore Ravens will address that position later on in the draft, I think because they have Lamar Jackson, they will go to another pressing need. And I had this guy uh, fall into the New Orleans Saints because they don't have they have a uh, Jameis Winston, 
who is not as athletically gifted and need as much protection as he possibly can. So I'm going to a quarterback. I'm going, I'm going Trevor Penning. Offensive okay. tackle here from Northern Iowa. Uh, they lost Teron Armstead, kind of like the same situation with the, with the Baltimore Ravens. They lost him. He would end up going to the Miami Dolphins. So there is a need there. There's definitely a need there. You want to have. I like it. I like it. Yeah. You want to upgrade that offensive line. And I think Trevor Penning would would definitely slide into that to that tackle situation as a starter uh, and hopefully protecting James, uh, James Winston so he could get the ball out and do some things that he was having success with last year before he got hurt. So Trevor Penning, offensive tackle, Northern Iowa. I like that a lot, but it all depends on if Jameis is their guy. It, yep. it all it all depends on you know their their thoughts on Jameis long term. Mm-hmm. And if if I had to give you my opinion based on their confidence in Jameis Winston, between a one and a ten, I would put it at a four point seven, because they did not resign him right away when it came right. to free agency. Of course, they they, they waited. They they mm-hmm. did not have him as their number one priority mm-hmm. and that is a starting quarterback in the nfl he should always be your number one priority especially if it's your starting quarterback so i think they're, they're going to bring in somebody to compete with him i don't know who it's going to be if it's malik willis he's going to have his work cut out for him uh some comments justin says he likes this pick a lot i like you a lot justin you've been very active in the comments tonight thank mm-hmm. you very much uh, Lone Wolf said if he pretended to be a GM, he'd still be fired. That's right, Lone Wolf. I'd call every GM I know just to get you fired, just because you're a menace in my comment section each and every week. Never change, buddy. Daniel's out here saying nobody wants to go to Detroit. I could not agree more. Could not agree more. I think Detroit is a team where, like, okay, at least I'm in the NFL. You know, <laughs> there's just been right. – Right. No success there for, for the longest amount of time. It's kind of like how Buffalo was mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. 17, the Los Angeles Chargers. A hey, Rich, you're going first here, and we are not going to agree because this guy already came off your board for me. So take us away. 17. Well, you know, you know, uh, this is a, a deep wide receiver class. You know, and I think Come on. they I just have, signed Mike Williams. They got Keenan Allen. Mike Williams did. Did Mike Williams leave the Chargers? No, he he resigned. He resigned. Okay, he re-signed. I, I thought so. Okay, but I'm I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the Chargers the same way I'm kind of thinking about the Buffalo Bills. I know we have Stephon Diggs. I know we have uh, Gabriel Davis. I know we have Crowder McKenzie. But that doesn't mean Josh Allen doesn't need another weapon in the future. You know, so why not get him if you see a talented guy in this dra- in, in this draft class? So with the Los Angeles Chargers, they have a Mike Williams. They have weapons all over with Mike Williams on one side. They have Keenan Allen on the other side. They have Austin Eckler in the backfield. But they don't have that field stretcher. They don't have that 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 separator that can get down the field. And why is, think it, is have- this Jamison Williams? This is. Jamison Williams, hey! wide receiver, Alabama. They don't. There's no need to rush him. They have offense already. He let, playoff push. I think the Chargers is going to push for the playoffs this year. And when those games matter the most, now he's going to be healthy, and you can line up your three wide receiver sets and Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Jamison Williams. And I think that'll be a dangerous trio later in the season. Jamison Williams. Wide receiver Alabama. This team could afford to wait. They don't have to rush him back. I like it. Uh, Jameson Williams not on my board. Uh, went in the top ten last week. 
you guys were unaware. Uh, Lone Wolf says he's only here for you. That cuts deep. <laughs> that cuts deep. Appreciate it, Lone Wolf. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Lone Wolf, man. Lone Wolf. Love him. Love him. He, he's a loner. He can't be here for you. He's here for himself, <laughs> man. What the heck? <laughs> 17. Okay. Who you got, Dan? Okay, Rich. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to run a scenario past you here that you may know, but you may not have thought when coming up with your mock draft. Mm-hmm. So the Los Angeles Chargers, right? A good team, a very good team, pro- probably going to push for a playoff spot. Maybe the division because Kansas City lost Tyreek Hill. Who knows how that's going to affect them? Juju Smith-Schuster is not Tyreek Hill. Marquez mm-hmm. Valdez-Scantling is not Tyreek Hill. Both mm-hmm. of them together do not equal Tyreek Hill. We Correct. all know this. The Chargers always get lucky, Rich. They always have somebody fall into their laps. Mm. Derwin James mm. fell to them. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams fell to them. They mm. stayed in their spot. They didn't trade up. They didn't move up. They they waited. They knew the other teams wanted somebody else. Mm. In this instant, and in this instance, the Los Angeles Chargers select Jordan Davis. Interior wow. defensive line out of Georgia. Wow. He, fall, he falls to 17 here. And he pairs up with Jerry Tillery very well on that defensive line. Wow. You want to you want to have all the power on that defensive line to try mm. to stop those quarterbacks in that division. Wow. I I really like that. I really like that. Put them put them on the inside. You have Mac and you have Bosa on the outside. That's going to be that could be a problem. That's hey man. That's a favorite of mine right there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank really you. like that. I really like that, man. Excellent job yeah. with that assessment, man. That's okay. I, hey, hey, Rich. I, I, I love being able to disagree with you, seeing the joy okay. on both like of our it. faces going through this draft. Justin says, he's here for me. I got his favorite all-time bills on the wall behind you. Are we talking Kyle and Bruce? Is that what we got, Justin? I also got Jim up here as a Funko Pop, if you don't see. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're having a good time out here with our mock draft and, and Rich, we're blazing through it today. And, and I'm, I'm appreciative of that. People don't have to sit here for an hour and a half just to hear us talk. I was rewatching us last week and, and we spent a lot of time on the jets of all teams to spend time on the New York jets was who we spent a lot of time on. Yeah, unfortunately, right? Shocking, right? 18 belongs to the Eagles. They just went at 15. If you guys don't remember, I had them taking Drake London at 15, the wide receiver. A. Rich also had them going wide receiver. Who was the wide receiver you had, A. Rich? At uh, 15, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks at 15. Burks. Yep. So at, at 18, the Philadelphia Eagles are up, right? Yep. Earlier on in the offseason, Fletcher Cox was being talked about as a uh, possible release, possible trade. He ended up getting released. And re-signed with the Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. He's old. He's not going to be there a lot longer. So I'm going interior defensive line out of Georgia, back-to-back picks. 17 was Jordan Davis, and at 18, it's Devontae Wyatt, defensive mm. line out of Georgia, six foot three, 304 pounds, been compared to Malik Collins. Uh, it, it's just right now it's best player available. And on my board – Devontae Wyatt was the next guy. The Eagles decide this time to go best player available. At 15, they are going for need. 
Mark my words, at 15 or 18, the Philadelphia Eagles will select a wide receiver in this draft unless they move up and select a wide receiver with that pick. I believe they're taking a wide receiver in the first round. At 18, I'm going to the other side of the ball, Devontae Wyatt. I like you know what? Uh I like it. I think it's a, a definitely an interesting pick. I do think they need some type of defensive uh defensive help on that on that side of the ball on the defensive front. Devontae Wyatt would add some stability to that defense. Uh I like it. I like it. Uh, I, I won't say a lot, but I do I do like the pick. You you like it a little bit. I like I like it a little bit. I like That's it a little fair. bit. A little, a, little bit a little more than a little bit. I, I think it's a I think it's a solid selection. I think it's a solid selection. Philadelphia Eagles, I I do think you are on on the right side of the ball. I hey hey that that's a positive. That's a compliment from a rich. Somebody mark it down. It's the <laughs> second one today. I'm very excited. Uh I'm going to go ahead and I, I try to look at the Philadelphia Eagles defense a little bit. They have they sign Hassan Hassan Reddick. I I believe he's going to be a, a, a outside linebacker for the Philadelphia. Very Eagles. underrated player Hassan Reddick is. He's going to be used as a, as a rush player as well. I think he has some speed, athleticism to get to the quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go Devin Lloyd here, linebacker okay. out of linebacker linebacker out of Utah. I and think I that, probably would have went Devin Lloyd if he was here. Because yeah. I, I I like that pick a lot. Obviously, he went earlier in my draft. T- tell me about the fit with the Eagles. Uh, Devin Lloyd, man, is just a – he's a dynamic linebacker. I think he could excel in the run and in the pass. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be necessary in the NFC East when you have uh, the skill position players that you're going to be up against in C.D. Lamb and, and, and players in – uh, and players in in that division, I think the Philadelphia Eagles they need a quarterback on defense, and I think Devin Lloyd is a guy that uh, is a it could be a natural fit, can be a seamless transition within the Philadelphia Eagles defense. I believe he is. I really like Nicobe Dean. I really like that Georgia linebacker, but I do think Devin Lloyd is the best linebacker in the draft, and I think the Eagles would would make a splash selection. I think it'll be a smart selection by going this direct uh, this route. So Devin Lloyd, uh, linebacker, Philadelphia Eagles draft selection. I like it. I, I like it. I like it a lot because you like my draft pick a little. I gotta. I gotta go um, a little bit more. Great question, Lone Wolf. Let me let me add that to my uh, to my section. We can hit that before the end of the show. Um, I like that a lot. If you have any thoughts on that, a rich. I like that. I like that. I, I, I have a few. We can we can get into that. That's mm-hmm. great, Lone Wolf. Keep doing your thing in there. Um, I I just got to put this into perspective for you, a rich, because because this is the second time you that we've talked about this now. Mm-hmm. The number one overall linebacker in this class falling all the way to eighteen. Mm-hmm. You think that's fair? I I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I think I think that if if a player like this, who mm-hmm. is the number one in his position, mm-hmm. through all the big boards, all the mock drafts, any 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 tape you look at, really as well. I don't study tape, but I'm going off of, of course, the mock drafts, the big boards, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I believe somebody would trade up for him by 18. If if he was still on the board, I think that's a scenario you could see a team a team moving up. To go to go get him because you know the Eagles are weak at linebacker. You, you know, 
I, I believe maybe it was Brandon Bean that said it. No, I don't know who the GM was. It was a GM on the Pat McAfee show, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that he has a, a scout for every single team in his in his organization that are watching every other team. So it's not like the, they they don't they don't know what the other rosters look like. They mm-hmm. know what they don't know exactly what other teams are looking for, especially with the Bills, who are a very secretive organization. But I think right. if if a guy like Devin Lloyd falls, excuse me. Somebody's going to go up and get him. And if if he falls to the Eagles at 18, I, I think that could possibly be the steal of the draft. Okay. Uh, quite possibly. Now, okay. it could also not because it's a linebacker. I mean, how often is a linebacker, you know, the biggest steal? It's going to be a skill position guy probably that, mm-hmm. that is the steal of the draft. Well, going to 19, the New Orleans Saints are up again. Earlier on, I had them taking Malik Willis, quarterback, who did you have them taking earlier at 16, A eh, Rich? Uh New Orleans Saints. I had New Orleans Saints uh getting the offensive lineman Trevor Penning. The offensive lineman Trevor Penning. Mm-hmm. Are you staying offense or are you going defense with number 19? Uh with the New Orleans Saints, I'm going, I'm going offense. I'm going, I'm You're going, going back, offense. Okay, I'm going so I'm going offense. offense as well. So so far, we're we're matching up here. Mm-hmm. Um now, does this player play a skill position on offense? Yes, he does. Okay, this player does play a skill position on offense. I'm going to go first on this one because I don't have your player. I'm going with Traylon Burks. The wide receiver out of Arkansas falls to 19 here to the Saints. Six mm. foot two, 225, been compared to Debo Samuel. The mm. reason I'm going wide receiver is probably the same reason as you. We don't know what's going on with Michael Thomas. Haven't seen him play in a very long time. Go go on and get uh, Kenny. Thank you for this comment. Brandon Bean has a scout for other teams. Said he has a person watch four to five teams. Give him the info. Yes, Pat McAfee show. I wasn't sure if it was Brandon Bean. I watch a lot of the Pat McAfee show, so mm-hmm. kind of mixes together for me a little bit. But thank you for confirming that. New Orleans Saints, Traylon Burks. I like the fit a lot. A big body guy. You mentioned it earlier. Big body. You had him going to the Eagles, correct? Correct. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, so in my mock draft, he falls to the Saints and they jump right on him. Hey, man, I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. I don't think, see, the, uh, this Trelon Burks Debo Samuel comparison, I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think Trelon Burks is as athletic as Debo Samuel to line up who in the you, backfield. Who would you compare him to if you, could, if you could come up with a comparison? Oh man, Traylon Burks. If I could come up with a comparison, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, a, I'm thinking AJ Brown. I'm thinking DK Metcalf. I'm thinking one of those big wide receivers on the is outside. Is he? Is he DK Metcalf? Kind of aggressive, like that. He, he's that guy that will go up and get every ball. I, I now he doesn't possess four three speed. I think he's a four five five forty player, but I think he he has that aggressive nature. I think that. Uh, he is a load to bring down. I think he has a is wide he, catch is radius. Says, is he says Brandon Marshall? Oh, I like That's that. Not bad because That's not Brandon, bad Marshall, Brandon Marshall, a slow guy. That's I like could, that. Who could definitely go up and get it? Is he? Shout out to you for that comparison. So I like you're, it. You're going okay. At least we got the same the same position here. I'm, I'm yes. good with that. Now. You know, and I wasn't opposed to your first pick, you know, with, with going quarterback Malik Willis. I think, did you go Malik Willis with your first yes. pick with the Saints? Yes, Malik Willis went 16. Yes, I, and I and I actually like the pick. Um, 
I think the Saints do have a little bit more trust in Jameis Winston than, you know, people think. You know, he went five and two last season before his injury. 14 touchdowns, three interceptions last NFC. season before his injury. It's the Exa- NFC. The Still, NFC uh, is hey. weak. Hey. So, so if, yeah. they, if they believe in him, okay. If yes. they want next year to be the year they get a quarterback, I'd be okay with that too. But in this instance, if Malik Willis is still there and you're up at 16, you can't say no. You can't. The, the only, the only, the only way you say no at 16 to Malik Willis is if somebody calls you and says, "Hey, we want 16. Give us 16. We'll give you this, 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 and this." Hey, I'm not, I'm not mad at it at all. At at 19, New Orleans Saints select Chris Olave, Ohio State. I just think Chris Olave right here is. We have Michael Thomas, right? We don't know what's the, what's the deal with Michael Thomas, but if exactly. he is if if he is healthy, Chris Alave brings something different than Michael Thomas brings to the table, and I think those two will mix well together within the offense. Michael Thomas is more of a is more of a possession receiver uh, that that catches the ball short, can make some plays after the catch, and now you can add Chris Alave in, who gives you a legitimate deep threat, legitimate home run hitter. Uh, uh, from the wide receiver position. I think that is something that uh, the New Orleans Saints has been lacking throughout the years. They've been lacking a a legitimate number two receiver, you know, a legitimate other threat at the skill position, consistent threat at the skill position uh, for for the New Orleans Saints. And I think Chris Olave can definitely come in, New Orleans Saints, make an impact on that offense and be be that field stretcher that, they didn't consistently have over the years. So 19, Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. There's so many wide receivers. There's so many wide receivers going in the first round. Yeah, yeah I got them running off. There's probably going to be eight, nine, possibly, maybe 10 wide receivers that go in the first round. That would be absolutely That'd insane. Be insane. That'd be insane. It's really, it's really about take your pick. It's about, hey, who do you like? You know, What kind of skill set are you looking for? Because there's a wide receiver for everybody. Mm-hmm. In this draft, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a wide receiver for everybody. We are down to our last pick today, a eh, rich and, and this speed that we had, we got to keep it up next week because next week is 21 through 32. Mm-hmm. Of course, your Buffalo bills at number 25, be on mm-hmm. the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where you're going because a lot of quarterbacks have not come off your board. I don't know if they're going to be coming soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know where booth is. I don't know, you mm-hmm. know, what's going on. Is mm-hmm. it going to be a running back? I want I want to touch on this because I heard it on the radio. It would not be out of the realm of possibility for the Bills to take a running back at 25. Just because 25, right, is the end of the first round. We've seen Kansas City do it. We've seen New England do it. We've seen Seattle do it. Right after their Super Bowl appearances or Super Bowl victories, we've seen it happen. Kansas City, I think, did it twice. Seattle with Rashad Penny. The Patriots with... Um, was it White? Was it James White? That was it Sony Michelle? Sony Michelle, correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we, we've seen it happen before. Mm-hmm. Now, do I want it to happen personally? No. But it, it, it very well could. But we're talking Bills, of course, every day and next week, of, of course, getting to their pick at 25. Pick 20 belongs to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Offense or defense, hey, Rich? Uh, offense. Okay. Do you believe offense is more important or defense is more important for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Just uh, in, a gen- in a general sense. 
Uh, right now, I think offense is more important for the Pittsburgh okay. Steelers. You think offense is more important? I'll give you the right away. Give us your pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 20. Uh, I have two quarterbacks off the board thus far. I have Malik Willis. And Kenny Pickett. And Kenny Pickett going to the that's Carolina. The one, that's the one I agreed with on you. I, I gave mm-hmm. you the, okay, because yep. you had mentioned you had mentioned the corner yep. who – who was hurt last year that they took with pick number eight overall. JC so Horn. Yep. Horn. Yep. And cause I went sauce Gardner for the Panthers originally. You yep. talked me into Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Are you going quarterback to the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 20? Yes. I'm going Matt Carroll quarterback. Ole Miss. Okay. Number, at number 20 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, so I let, know me, you- let me, let me ask you this, but before we get into your, to mm-hmm. your analysis here, mm-hmm. is he going to beat Trubisky? Is he going to start as the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback week one? I think it's going to be a, a, a legitimate quarterback battle. I think this is the first time in, in Mike Tomlin's career where he really has to evaluate the quarterback position. You know, he should have been evaluating it the past three years. Yes, he should have been. He should have <laughs> been. You know, loyalty, loyalty can be a a, a negative at, at some points, right? And I think he was a little bit too loyal to a to a Ben Roethlisberger that we all saw deteriorating before our eyes, well before he actually retired. Um, this this year, I think uh, there's going to be a legitimate quarterback position, uh, quarterback competition. All right, all right now, let's Mitch, hear it. Mitch Trubisky, uh, former Buffalo Bill, I think he's. He's probably going to win. I think he's. I think he's the right now. I think he's the more polished player. But I think they have to have a player of the future, and they don't know if Mitchell Trubisky is going to be that. So Matt Carroll can come in. Ole Miss, smart player, high IQ player, can make all the throws. Uh, uh, accurate passer in college before he got hurt in that bowl game. Uh, Matt Carroll can possibly be the long term solution for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin. Is he, is he says Desmond Riddler. Uh, I, you know what? I, I was thinking Desmond Riddler. I think me personally, I think Matt Carroll is a better overall quarterback than Desmond Riddler. I think the way better, he processes better is in better for the Pittsburgh Steelers or better on your, on your big board. Both. Okay. Yeah. I think he's an over and hey, my opinion, Desmond, Desmond Riddler. I think, um, I think he does have some talent. I just think that Matt Carroll, he, he processes things a little bit faster, a little bit quicker can make the right reads, can make the right throws. Uh, I, I just, I, I just, I, I, I like the fit. More, Mike Tomlin, more, more pro ready, more pro ready. You think Matt Curl? Yeah, I, I like that. Even though that pro ready can be a thing, because that pro ready doesn't really hit me as the, the same. Because that's what was said about Nathan Peterman. You pro ready quarterback. We all seen it's, how that shit turned out. It's what was said about Boogie Basham, and he played thirty five percent of the snaps, maybe. Right, right, man. So, so um, Mike you. Tomlin definitely going to have his hands full. Never had a losing season in his career, so this is going to be a very pivotal season for Mike Tomlin. And I think he has to go quarterback right here to 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 man the ship and continue the the winning the winning uh, tradition for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think Matt Carroll can be a solid quarterback in this league. I'll get to my pick here in a second. Shout out to my cousin, Chris. Appreciate you stopping in. I know you're always working. Can't wait for the season so we can catch a game. Uh, Agreed. Uh, The last game I watched with Chris uh, was the Jacksonville game. Uh, Bad experience. Didn't see him again. Haven't seen him since. So we'll we'll for sure catch up this coming season. Izzy says he likes Riddler's leadership, mechanics, and maturity. I'm mad at it. 
Well, maybe you should be mad at it. This is the conflict of interest. Get heated. <laughs> nah, I love Izzy, man. I'm mad at Lowe, it at all. Josh Rosen. Says Josh Rosen was pro ready, and uh, yeah. Justin agrees. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's a confusing term, you know. It, yeah. Yeah. Because because what does pro ready mean? It means yeah. hey, you can make good decisions. Mm. How often do you make those good decisions? Because if you're making good decisions 75% of the time, but those 15% of your bad decisions are coming in clutch moments, guess what? You're not gonna be very pro ready. So yeah, I, that's a, that's I don't know what I don't know what that means. Does that mean you can come in and play now, but you don't have no ceiling? You don't you, you really can't progress, but you are you are able to play now. Maybe that's what it means. Maybe it yeah. means hey. You can play in the NFL for a couple of years, but you're not getting any better than what you are right now. I like that a lot. A rich spitting facts, just like always, or maybe not always, depends on whose side you are on. <laughs> a rich went offense. I'm mm. gonna say no. A big really? fat no to the offense. Okay. They they've already invested in wide receivers. They they have Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they set there. We got mm-hmm. that. Najee Harris last year in the first round, when they probably mm-hmm. should have took an offensive lineman, didn't mm-hmm. do it. Ended up taking Najee. Took the tight end, uh, Fryermuth, in the second round. Mm-hmm. Offense in the first two rounds last year. Mm-hmm. Here they say, you know what? They, they, they look themselves in the mirror. Mike Tomlin looks himself in the mirror, the way I'm looking in this camera right now. And he says... Terrell Edmonds was a mistake. Mm. Mm. And instead, to make up for that mistake, with the 20th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Daxton Hill safety out of Michigan. Ooh, I like that. Six foot, 195 pounds, been compared to Darnell Savage. I like that. That's in the hill. I, you know what? I think he's an. I think he's an exceptional player. I think he's. I mean, besides his straight, his straights in terms of length and and things of that nature, he's not Kyle Hamilton's length and stuff like that. But I think he could be just as good, if not better, than Kyle Hamilton. You're talking about a guy that can play safety. He can play some slot corner. He has an aggressive nature. Excellent tackler. Uh, uh I like that pick a lot. Excellent selection. I think it's a great fit for for Pittsburgh, who's always been a defensive city, uh, a team who prides themselves on the way they play defense. So Daxton Hill is my last pick. And, hey, Rich, this was fun, man. I I honestly think, like, last week was fun too. But this week I I, I went a little bit more. You know, I I went more into the draft. I'm I'm learning more about these guys as time goes on each and every day. Mm -hmm. I'm reading articles. I'm, I'm learning more names. And and it was it was good to be able to keep up with you because man I'll be honest with you when it comes to football I I, I have us here you know we're we're, we're tied but when it comes to draft you're here I'm about here so <laughs> I, I obviously have some work to do but man, excellent, I had, man. I had a lot job. of fun yeah this was excellent excellent you want you want to answer lone wolf question before you get out of here of course we we will but Rich we didn't agree on a single pick nah maybe next week. A song on the world's saddest violin. <laughs> Shout out to SpongeBob SquarePants, where that reference came from. So, uh, those picks are done. Yeah, yeah. I'm very interested to see where you go with Buffalo's pick because 
I I obviously follow you on Twitter. If you're not following Rich on Twitter, be sure to at King Rich underscore nine eighty seven. If you mm-hmm. don't know him, get to know him. I've seen multiple guys go in, in, in your in your tweets. So I wonder who's gonna go in the official conflict of interest mock draft. Yeah. Of course, brought to you by Built in Buffalo. We appreciate all of you for coming out. And before we get out of here, Lone Wolf's question, which is our thoughts on the USFL. I want to tell you, Lone Wolf, personally, I have not watched much, if any, of the USFL. I caught a few highlights on social media. I caught more articles than anything. And the one thing that stuck out to me was having the chip in the footballs to measure whether or not the play is a first down. Now, I am both excited and not excited for it, right? Because machines taking over, bad. Human error being gone, good, right? It's kind of a mixed bag. I don't know how well it's going to work. That That's where I'm at with it. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that player getting cut for selecting pizza over chicken salad or whatever was absolutely ridiculous. Horrible. Hey, Rich, Horrible. do you have any thoughts on the – USFL. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of football, so I've been watching, but I, I okay. you know, you watched. It, so, so, I, so tell me, tell me your immediate thoughts when, when you turn on the game. Uh, immediate thoughts, uh, excited that football is on, you know, a, a nice, uh, a decent replacement for the NFL until it comes back. Um, as you get into the game, you see the quarterback play is, is, it's, is, is lacking, <laughs> you know, to say the least, you know, the quarterbacks, uh, uh, I I don't think it's it's good quarterback play at all. Let me ask uh, you this: Did you shoot. did you recognize anyone while watching anybody from college? Anybody that had a stint in the NFL? I recognize I recognize a couple of players: Michigan Michigan uh, Michigan Shea Patterson. I think I watched that game. Uh, played quarterback, played quarterback for Michigan. I used to watch him in college. Uh, I wasn't impressed with his debut. Um, a couple players here and there. Now, are there some so, good plays, so good catches? Yes, but I'm, the overall I'm gonna play. Keep, I'm going to keep asking you questions because they keep coming. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Would, would you watch it again voluntarily? Like, is it a thing that you can turn on and, and enjoy? Obviously, it's still young, you know, in their in their development, and, and the right. teams have just been put together. So I, w- I want to hear, like, did you enjoy it? Oh, uh, Actually, I, I I I loved the game, but I didn't enjoy the game that I watched. You know, I I did I wasn't necessarily a fan of the game I watched. And now and the, my first now my my, my that was, my initial thought was the excitement, and then my my later thought was, is this going to be here next year? Is this going to be here the year after that? Or is this going to be like one of those things like that happened in the past when they try to bring new leagues and they went to the wayside? So. Um, that's the concern I have with the USFL right now. Lone Wolf says Paxton Lynch looked terrible. I did know Paxton Lynch terrible. was there. Izzy mentioned some more names. Kyle Aletta, I believe he was with Baltimore and Jordan yeah. Tamu. Was he drafted by Kansas City? I think Kyle Aletta was drafted by, was it the Patriots? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay, well, they, they spent stints in the NFL, but not long. Right. Kyle Aletta was drafted, it looks like, by the Giants? Selected by the Giants. The Giants, in the yes, round. He was. Yep. And then uh, Jordan Tamu. Let me see where he was selected. Jordan Tamu. Looks like it was the Texans who selected Tamu. Hmm. 
Or no, no, Chief, he signed with the Chiefs. So signed with the Texans in 2019, released in August, then with the Chiefs, then with the Lions, then with the Chiefs, then with the Lions. So Jordan Tamu did not have a successful NFL career all over the as place. of yet. Right. <laughs> Izzy says uh, the XFL is back next year. That That is correct. However, I think they're going to go through the same problems, you know, mm-hmm. just as mm-hmm. a new organization, you know, mm-hmm. trying to build your brand. Yep. It's a very hard thing to do. Guys, we appreciate you all coming out for tonight's show. We had a blast giving it to you. As always, I'm going to let my main man sign us off. I love you all. Go Bills. Hey, Rich, take us home. Hey, Rich, Akeem Richens, the real Dan Kelly. This is the conflict of interest. If you don't know us, once again, please get to know us. We will be back next week. Uh, finalizing the rest of our mock draft picks 21 through 32 be on the lookout for the buffalo bills pick at number 25 will me and dan kelly finally agree will no. the bills be a selection <laughs> we agree one probably not probably please, not please. i mean i i just hope we agree on the position that that that's my main goal is just to agree on agree a position, position with you okay which okay. i think we will our our we, we can't give any spoilers. Are we going defense, eh, Rich? You know, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. <laughs> I don't okay. want I don't want to because I right now initially my initial thoughts will be yes. Well, once I once my brain starts going, I might want to do something different and, and of course, come out something next and, week. And, and our boards are changing in different ways. Yep. So your board has different players than my board has. There are That's certain correct. guys from my draft that have went that are still on your board. And there are guys from Vice your versa. draft that are still on my board. So yep. there's going to be a lot to talk about next week. It's I'll be honest with you guys. It's going to be draft centric the entire time, yep. unless another huge contract comes out like a Denzel ward or mm-hmm. somebody else holds out. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson reported mm-hmm. to the Browns today. The mm-hmm. bills return to one bills drive. Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you think of that golf thing Are, do you have any interest in the match um you know not really not not really you know not, nothing wrong with friendly competition nothing wrong with guys you know being good sports during the off season but when that season starts man i don't want to hear about no tom brady or no patrick mahomes this buddy buddy shit i don't like none of it <laughs> i don't like I'm, any of it tom brady I'm, been beating our ass for years patrick mahomes just beat our ass i don't like that they all together it, it just gives me bad vibes <laughs> I'm I'm rooting on the AFC, but I'm I'm probably not gonna watch. You know, I'll I'll keep up with it on social media, but yeah, overall, yeah. it's cool, I guess. But guys, we thank you for coming out. Yes. As always, the real Dan Kelly at King Rich underscore nine eight seven. We love you all for built in Buffalo for conflict of interest. We're signing out and go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs>